This is Brain Diet, episode number 61. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. What I am sharing with you this week is a conversation that I had with a marriage and family therapist who happens to be my brother-in-law. Kind of fun, right? So Porter Macy is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He and his wife, Cammie, co-own a clinical practice called Amber Creek Counseling. And I thought, who better than him to sit down with to have a conversation about coaching, therapy, the differences, the benefits, all the things. Based on our conversation, I was reminded of the significant overlap between therapy and life coaching. I think there are many principles that are utilized in both modalities. That being said, I do think that each type of mental health approach can be more suited to a specific person than another. I mentioned this in the episode, but I believe that therapy's best use is to get a person that is functioning below baseline, back up to baseline. And then I believe that coaching allows a person to go beyond that baseline function when they are ready to do so. I think honestly that many people believe that what they need most is therapy when in reality, what they would benefit most from is coaching. So my recommendation to you based off this conversation and based on my personal opinion is that every single person needs either a therapist or a life coach or both. It is very dependent on an individual's needs. And so that is where your work is to decide A, what you feel like suits you best and B, which person, which coach slash therapist would fit you best. So that does require some legwork and some effort. But I cannot overstate the importance of taking care of you and your mind. Because without your mind, you wouldn't exist. You wouldn't have a consciousness. So to discuss the importance of our mental health, it cannot be overstated. So do your research. Decide what works best for you. And research different coaches and therapists. And find something that just really lands with you. Because you deserve it. With that, please enjoy my conversation with my amazing brother-in-law and therapist, Porter. All right. So I'm sitting here with Porter Macy. Hi, Port. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk today about the difference between coaching and therapy because I think that there is, people don't quite understand what the difference is and I think there's value in understanding it in order to know how to approach your mental health and what would best support you in your mental health. Um, I think that there are some pretty important differences to note in therapy and coaching. So I wanted to just get your opinion. What would you say the difference is between therapy and coaching? Um, I don't know as much about coaching as you do. Uh, but from what I understand based on my limited knowledge is therapy seems to be a little bit more, it's designed for 
mental illness. We're not trying to make a specific change to make our life better. Um, life improvement is definitely a huge benefit that comes from it. But I think it's more geared towards like anxiety, depression, um, substance abuse, uh, all the stuff that life coaching can help too, but maybe a little bit more deeper and significant um, in terms of problematic behaviors. Yeah, and I think that's that's pretty much the way that I've always approached it with my own clients is I've told them that I believe that therapy helps you get to baseline functioning when you need it and coaching helps you go beyond baseline when you're ready for it. So many of us will kind of dip um, below that baseline level to where our mental health is preventing us from functioning. And I think that that's where therapy can serve such a role to help get you to a healthy baseline. Um, I know I've talked to a lot of people who have been in therapy for years that have unknowingly gotten to that baseline without realizing that they have benefited from it enough that they might be ready to move on. But then I think it's really interesting too, because I personally utilize both coaching and therapy and they can work really well in tandem which I think is amazing. And we have so many great resources in this day and age in terms of how to utilize mental health resources. But how do you think coaching and therapy could work in tandem for a person and their mental health? Yeah, I love that question. I think the baseline analogy that you used was spot on. And the idea of being able to utilize both is perfect because as we are addressing some depression or whatever it may be, we're going to get to a point where hopefully the therapist is no longer useful, right? Hopefully we get to a point where we don't really necessarily need that person or that support or that guidance or that insight. And then as we kind of move and start transitioning into that place, I think that's a great opportunity for a life coach to come in and start working on additional goals um, and more maybe specific changes maybe it goes from hey I really don't want to be this miserable and I, I just I have too much social anxiety or something like that and then it moves into hey how am I going to you know ask for a raise or you know what I don't know some of the typical life coaching improvements that that you see yeah, I, I think that, again, is so spot on, too, because this idea that we might need therapy forever, I, I mean, I think we can always benefit from it, but I think there's such freedom in saying, hey, I just need this for now to get me to develop the necessary like self-regulation skills to be able to manage myself to a degree mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily need um, therapy forever. I think that's really powerful. I do think, though, it can serve as you know, a cleanup at any time to be able to utilize therapy. And I think that um, we always have work to do on our brains. What would you say is the most important reason that people should utilize therapy? For therapy, I think anytime you find yourself stuck in a pattern, anytime you find yourself with a desire to solve a problem, but for some reason, it's not getting solved, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's with 
a mood disorder, whether it's, um, you know, PTSD, something like that, where you really have a strong desire to move forward and you're making a lot of attempts to move forward, but for whatever reason, you find yourself kind of spinning in a circle and you find yourself going back to the same communication patterns. I think that's when um, therapy can add a lot of insight as to why the desire to change is not matching the behaviors to change. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons. Um, Going back to what you were talking about earlier too, you know, one of my favorite things to say to my client is, okay, cool, let's not reschedule and you can just call me if you need me. And sometimes that's a very personal thing. Sometimes I'll have clients who will be doing really good for three months and they'll come in because they just need the confidence that they continue to do really good. And yeah. 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 So then what would you say, what would you look for in a client that might indicate to you the fit of therapy versus coaching? Like, would, would there be particular um, points that you might say, hey, you might be more suited to coaching or you might be more suited to continue with therapy? What would you look for? So as a therapist working with clients, I think the biggest thing I look for transitioning out of therapy and into life coach or even doing it in tandem is being able to feel your emotions and accept that those are emotions are a part of life and there's no insane extremes or very big lows and you know they they can manage things in a way that is conducive to being content yeah that's really interesting and I think that's similar to some of the things that I incorporate into my practice just as you're talking I'm envisioning a Venn diagram of how coaching and therapy do have many pieces that overlap I focus so much on emotional health processing emotions acknowledging emotions realizing they are just part of being alive but of course I, you know, don't go into the realm of mental illness and PTSD because I'm not qualified to do that. And I know that's just not my, my, not my cup of tea because I don't know how to manage that. I, I definitely deal with other parts of it, but it is interesting to hear that there is some overlap. Um, I, this would be an interesting thing to talk about and maybe this will veer off a little bit from therapy versus coaching, but, um, in terms of emotional management, I think that there is such a lack of emotional education among, you know, people yeah. in the world. We don't really have an education right. in, around emotions, how to handle them, what to do with them. And I think that alone is reason enough to go to therapy or to seek out a coach just because everyone experiences emotions. And if we have no education on them, you know, we're, we're a little bit disempowered, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see our education system include an entire course on emotional management and communication. It's the most important thing in terms of life satisfaction, and it's the thing that no one teaches us. If our parents do a good job, awesome, we got lucky. If not, we got to figure it out. Yeah, so what would you say when you are working with your private clients, how do you approach 
emotional management for someone that is starting from square one. Starting from square one, like like no no knowledge about emotions, how to feel them, yeah, all of that. So one of the first things I do is well, obviously try and help them feel safe. Try and help them feel like this is a place where vulnerability is not going to come back to bite them. And then I really like to normalize some of the emotions that they're experiencing. A lot of the the what I've found is a lot of times we will experience an emotion. And then we will interpret it in a more problematic way than we really need to. We'll kind of take the emotion and we'll start to think about what it means. And we'll decide that it means that we're not safe, that everyone's looking at us, that I need to, you know, make a run for it or anything like that. But then if we can normalize those emotions and start exploring them in different ways from a different perspective, then all of a sudden our emotions mean something different. They mean that we're feeling nervous, we're not unsafe. Or, you know, we are having a new experience as opposed to we need to get out of here. Yeah, I think that is the, the root of it, where we do make our emotions mean something that is so problematic when in reality it's just a very normal and healthy part of existing. Yeah. Let's talk about, well, let me, fun question. Like, what do you love about therapy? You, and I'll, I'll have introed you. You're a marriage and family therapist. Right. But what do you love about therapy? Oh, geez. Um, I love, I love so much about therapy. I think I like the, the nature of helping people gain insight and starting to put pieces together starting to make sense of things and feelings and thoughts and seeing them kind of change their own self. You know, it's not necessarily my job to make somebody a different person. But one thing I do love about my job is I can help guide them into discovering, you know, things about themselves that are very useful for them. I can ask questions that will spur new thoughts. I can make observations that, you know, all of us have problems seeing ourselves. And so an outsider making observations can be really useful. So that's what I really love about therapy. Um, and I love the relational aspect of it as well. Yeah, I, I share those same sentiments where to be able to see people start to figure themselves out in such a way that creates more fulfillment in their lives, that creates just more health in any capacity in their lives I think is so amazing to watch and I also agree that being able to work with people is you form relationships that that are there, there's just a different there's nothing like a, a coach client a therapy client yeah. relationship just because of, there is that element of safety and lack of judgment that I think we don't get anywhere else yeah and I think just for that being able to have a place to go and and discuss your brain openly is such a uh, something that's really invaluable to us. Definitely. Well, you know, the only rule I have in my office is that you can't say sorry for anything you say, think, or do because we can save that for being out there. But in that space, there is nothing, there's no thought or feeling that's not all right. Yeah. And again, that goes in the center of that Venn diagram that I'm imagining as you're talking. <laughs> where 
that is one of the primary like intro baseline pieces of coming to coaching where there's nothing there's no judgment of what thoughts you are having what feelings you're experiencing what things you have done or are doing um, I think that that's the first thing required for anyone to create real insight for themselves is to be able to realize they are safe, that there is no judgment and that there's nothing wrong with them for what they are thinking and feeling and doing. Right. Yeah. So then if you had someone come to you and they said, tell me, should I go to therapy or coaching? What would you say? I'd say, what do you want to accomplish? I'd say, what are your goals? What do you hope for? I'd also want to explore um, things that have worked for them in the past and things that haven't worked for them in the past. Maybe what they need is a push in the right direction and they want to take it from there. And I would say, you know, you probably don't need all of the extra stuff that therapy might tack on. Maybe the best case scenario is for you to go find a life coach. Maybe they want to dig really deep and explore some post-generational issues and understand some trauma that happened in their childhood and how it's impacting their current relationship or something, you know, where you do have to do some significant digging and there are some risks of, you know, re-traumatization or, you know, some backward sliding because you're talking about such really hard things. Um, then I might recommend therapy. And so I think the the biggest part is figuring out what the person wants for me. And then the second biggest part is what their hopes and goals are. Yeah, I think that's spot on. So then for any listeners that are wondering which approach would be best for them, you can reach both of us to reach out to both of us to explore what it is that might best suit you. So where can people find you, Court? So probably the easiest way is just on my website. It's ambercreekcounseling.com. The number on there will take you to an office manager, but I'm always in contact with her and she knows my schedule better than I do. So that's who I would reach out to. Um, I'm always open for a chat. Um, I do, if someone you know wants it or needs it, I'll do a free 10, 15 minute phone consultation um, it's a hard thing to commit to therapy and life coaching. And so I like to be able to at least give people a little taste of what they're getting into before they dedicate all that time and money. Yeah. And you do virtual visits as well, right? Yeah. It's not just local clients to. Yeah, we do in person and online. Um, mostly clients from Utah because there are the, the licensing boards a little bit different and they don't really like you to do that's right yeah, yeah I, I forget that yes, yes. visits across yep. state lines and, and whatnot because each state has their own licensing board that's right well now i'm even being reminded of something i forgot about <laughs> therapy <laughs> but that's great so i will put uh the link to amber creek counseling's website in the bio notes and of course you can find me and access me on my website which is also linked in the show notes any final thoughts i think that for me, it really drove home how much overlap there is and how working together and helping our clients find the best place for them is just super valuable. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you.